Boom, we are live for another week of AlphaCast. Today's going to be a great show as we dive into crypto and decentralizing the internet with our special guest, Croetic from the Court uh, Project. Uh, Crow and I go back a bit. We worked on um, a, a offshoot project uh, called Karma Ship that was based off uh, some tech, the technology from Cora, which we can get into, which was the original blockchain that he's building off of and developing this new technology. So we rewrote it all now. So it's completely, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, and, uh, so, uh, today we're going to talk about the new project court and their very audacious, uh, big vision for decentralizing, um, the internet and the and cryptocurrency, uh, unlike really we've seen before in the ecosystem, uh, this is three year, three or more years in the making. And I'll let Crow kind of give uh, uh, more background into that. But uh, yeah, the main focus today is we're going to dive into crypto and the need for decentralization and technologies uh, like the internet, web hosting, application hosting, uh, of course. Um, and the other big focus here is uh, in trading the ability to go back to the original intent of Bitcoin, which is P2P, a P2P digital currency that doesn't have any middleman. And unfortunately, yep. uh, nowadays, with the rise of the centralized exchanges and, and other large corporations coming into the fray in the last four or five years, um, many ways we say Bitcoin's become more of a derivative than an actual uh, P2P cryptocurrency. So our intention, um, and I say our because I, um, full disclosure, uh, on my free time, I'm, I've jumped into this project. This is a fully open source project. It's all volunteer based. There's no company or corporation behind it um, as a, any true open source project should be. So I've um, dabbled in this and I'm actually working on a, another uh, project that will be using uh, their core uh, blockchain. Um, infrastructure. So um, I do have uh, some background in this project as well. And um, just really excited about it because it's not your typical uh, ICO, uh, big money grab type of corporate project that we're now seeing in the opposite. ecosystem. It's the exact opposite. So um, here to welcome Crow to the show. How you doing today, Crow? Oh man, you know, I'm uh, usually pretty good. Today's uh typical day so far. Um, I've been not getting that much sleep because I've been focusing on getting all of this finally put together because we've been, wow, it's been about five years now that we well in ideation and planning and then thinking about what the development could be and then finding the people to get it all put together. And now, okay, so a little bit of background on me. Um, I got into the crypto space in 2013 um, when somebody mentioned Bitcoin to me and I immediately became fascinated with mining. Um, got into that and got into a coin called Burst that I originally uh, was a huge part of. I started the first uh, team for that project, um, that, like a loosely founded team, um, and we just hit the ground running. So in 2016, um, a project called Quora, which is what Court is founded, Quartal uh, is founded from. Uh, the logo you can see, uh, Q-O-R-A, is kind of 
undertone so you can still see Cora in it. Um, we took over the project Cora and we have since completely gutted it, um, took all the best parts and kept them, made them better and have built something that I've been coming up with ideas for for a long time and is now finally within a month of when we're going to launch the base network. So wow. this is like a huge thing for me. Um, this is years and years coming together finally. And so it's, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been awesome. Give so. us a, give us a little background into Cora and what made Cora so innovative uh, when it was first uh, announced and launched. Yeah. So what I really liked about Cora when I first saw it is the fact that it could host websites. I was like, wow. Like when I looked into it, I was like, wow, that you can actually host websites on the blockchain. Literally you upload the data in a transaction and you can access it totally decentralized via the network of nodes. Knowing that alone, I was hooked on Quora and getting deeper into it. I realized that, holy crap, this can do a lot more. And so I, have had a bunch of people who are really intelligent that are constantly bouncing ideas off of me. And we started putting together a plan for what this thing could actually do. And now uh, we've basically come to the conclusion that it's going to do everything. Um, so we can't really say that and uh, <laughs> just let it be. So we're going to start with, it's going to be the infrastructure for the internet of the future. We'll start there. <laughs> so, one thing in regards to that, because I know there's some other projects out there that um, uh, that are attempting this, and I guess some of the naysayers say that blockchain can be too slow for hosting data like that. How is uh, Cora and Cordal uh, different? Well, as far as the hosting aspect, we haven't finalized every aspect of how that's all going to function yet. Um, the first layer that we're launching getting everything going is the network layer to get everybody getting nodes get everybody founding the actual network itself um, the way that it will function um, is instead of having the data actually on the blockchain for the hosting the nodes will run alongside the blockchain and so that the the accessing of the data is part of the chain but at the same time it isn't um, so it's still like accessing it over any sort of server infrastructure like you're normally used to. So it should be basically no different. So it, similar to like a DFS or a distributed right. uh, framework. Like Anything else that's ever been P2P, right? It's, it's similar to that. So you basically a network of nodes, um, but this time the data is hashed and the hashes are stored on the blockchain so that you can verify the data's hashes but you don't have to actually have all of the data itself on the chain, if you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, basically taking encoding of the data and keeping just the data of it on the chain. So it's not keeping all of it on the chain, right? Because then it doesn't keep everything having to be tied to the chain directly. Yes. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's back up a second here and talk about, uh, kind of the state of crypto right now and the need why we would need a project like this um, and kind of what was uh, your guys' motivation to be doing this uh, with the current, the way the ecosystem is right now. I know, I know, you know, me speaking personally, I've always been a fan of Bitcoin because Bitcoin 
is a true, in my sense, how cryptocurrencies, I, uh, you know, the ideology of a cryptocurrency or... Well, it was the first, right? Like, it, it, it was the, the one that laid the initial concepts of this is a possibility, right? And so, yeah, it's great. But in my opinion, things have kind of gotten bastardized. Um, it, it was supposed to be initially that everybody were to run uh, any normal computer at your house and a, you could be a miner on the network. Of course, that got centralized now into the hands of, well, I'm one of them, but somebody who owns a bunch of mining uh, equipment. And then it got centralized into the hands of about three or four big companies that could theoretically control the chain if they really wanted to. And that kind of defeats the whole purpose, right? So that's one of the main concepts that the initial network layer of court will change. So um, what you're talking about is like a 50% attack uh, with the hash yes. power. With the, the, the whole hash power thing is not really something that's necessary. Um, they've, they've been coming up with other ways to get, get around the whole hash power thing, right? With the proof of work, because everybody's like, oh, it takes a lot of electricity. Yes, you're right. Um, but they couldn't come up with another way that uh, could verify the data and could, could secure the chain in such a way as POW does, right? Um, and that's what I believe uh, our platform will do and do better than uh, something like proof of stake. Yeah, so historically yeah. we had proof of work, which Bitcoin uh, Nakamoto, Satoshi Nakamoto invented with the white paper, which was a brilliant innovation because it stopped the double spin problem we had with digital currencies by through validation, through mining uh, via proof of work on where computers were competing using um, energy, uh, computing pro uh, power to solve hashes. Uh, and um, it was a, it's a brilliant innovation because it not only does it create a natural market force uh, where it literally mimics like mining gold, but it also um, allowed for distributed ledger to actually function properly. Um, but then we started to see that we had issues with the, the power, power uh, issues. And as the race for uh, computing power with these ASIC miners as they were developed, <laughs> you had people that started creating large mining operations and trying to, to dominate. And it centralized. It's, it's going to turn the system back into what we were trying to get rid of in the first place, right? Consortium. It, it, right. Now it's just going to be consortiums of blockchains that are gonna be like blockchain incorporated over here is gonna run all of, like it's like really this is new the rockefellers anti, <laughs> yeah this is the anti yeah. of what we were trying to found and then it just right back into it again and that's what we kind of want to avoid so, so just going through a quick history for our for some of our uh, listeners here and viewers because a lot of them maybe not don't have this total background so um once we had that very apparent and there's a lot of because it's an open source project we had a ton of copycats in the early days uh that were forking what we call forking where they take the code and create new projects so there's all these bitcoin copycats and proof of work and then we had a brilliant innovation well some would say someone called proof of stake which was originally i'm trying to remember was it pure coin might have been the first one i forget um, um but cora had its own uh unique proof of stake algorithm too and that was one of the things when it launched um, it had its own and it was that was one of the unique factors about it other than the fact it was one of the only custom from the ground up blockchain platforms so it's written completely from scratch not a clone right yeah 
Yeah, no, that was kind of the segue I wanted to get into was that with Cora. So what's interesting to me about Cora as I dove into it you know, a couple of years ago, as I first discovered it, because I had never even heard of it. And back to the proof of stake thing, of course, the big, you know, they had some big, big projects come about um, that really are pushing proof of stake. Um, and uh, the idea of proof of stake is that um, the consensus, which is what controls the um, uh, the overall blockchain um, validity, if you will, of the of understanding that all the data is correct. That's what originally proof of work was doing. Proof of stake, what it, all that does is say that if you have, it's based upon how much coin that you're actually staking or holding. Which I never, I never liked that idea to begin with because it's basically the rich get richer, right, by default. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool that you're solving the problem of, of, <laughs> of um, the hash power, but at the same time, it's the same idea. The people with more money are still going to run the system, right? Yeah, the intention was, was somewhat uh, admirable because they were trying to stop the energy issue and make it a much more efficient means of co consensus. But you have to also wonder, like, especially because the ICO boom kind of hit right around yeah. that time with um with a lot of these projects it seemed like a self-feeding uh um mechanism yeah. where first those we'll, we'll yeah. do an airdrop first and then we'll make it a proof of stake coin so we can airdrop coins that we already had and we could double those and then we can take those and make them magically make more right exactly perfect yep. it's the yeah. ultimate dream of having the money tree <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and and that's all fine and and well and good and all uh, until you come up with somebody and goes, uh, wait, what? <laughs> and that was me. So I was like, um, this all doesn't making all that much sense to me. So, you know, this model that I've uh, constructed with the help of uh, the Siam developers and multiple other contributors that have put in countless hours and stress and time into helping me figure this all out, um, and we have come up with what I believe to be a superior model. Yeah. So, um, let's get into that a little bit. Um, now with the original, so this model that we you're calling is, uh, we you're calling the mechanism minting, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And did Cora originally have the minting concept or was Cora more proof of stake? Cora, Cora was, uh, yeah, it was totally proof of stake, which I saw as a flaw. Right. That was one of the things. Okay. I like Cora. I like all the stuff that it does, but negative was it was proof of stake. And that means that initially all the coin uh, basically had to be already pre-created and set aside and then divvied out to people. And that's, I don't really like that idea. So it, there were some things about Cora that I didn't like too. Right. Um, but yeah, proof, it was originally all proof of stake. Yeah. Got it. Um, and so now you've you've come up with this concept called minting. Want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So instead of the rich get richer with the proof of stake, where you have to have coin in order to forge blocks, um, this is going to be taking that concept instead and saying, uh, "Who are you on the network? You are somebody who's going to be helping the network, right? You can prove yourself." helping the network by saying, hi, I'm here. I have a copy of the blockchain and I can prove that. So over time, as you can continue to prove yourself like that, then you can basically earn the right to 
obtain a part of the block reward. So you have to first say, I'm a full node, I'm minting, uh, I want minting enabled, uh, and then you can, uh, sorry, I lost track for a second. Um, first, in order to become a minter, you have to prove yourself to a delegate. So it's all based on time, right? Time has to go by for you to be proving to this delegate saying, I want to become a mentor. And you have to continue to prove that you're there, you're supporting the network, you're syncing the chain. And once you're enabled to mint as a level one mentor, that's another thing that's different is we have a level system. Mm -hmm. um, so when you become a mentor, you start at level one. Um, and as time goes by and you continue to mint, you level up just like a, a video game, right? And as you level up, you get into a different bracket of rewards that you receive from the overall block distribution every um, cycle. Just like Bitcoin right now is what, 12 and a half coins per block that are still being minted because they're brand new. Um, it's the same idea. So. so this is really interesting. So you're kind of bringing in, uh, it's almost like uh, proof of... Um, uh, proof of intention that these that you intend to support the network that you're right. not a uh, a bad actor right um, and in doing that you kind of have to sacrifice some time uh, as and they say time is money and you have um, to prove that you can you can provide those resources too so you have to back up your word <laughs> this is cool so um, do you know this, this seems like a pretty innovative project um, in regards to this new, I guess you call this a new consensus mechanism. Um, Completely. Everything about this project is basically all from scratch. So, and not only just the coding, uh, all of the concepts and everything have, we've, you know, put it all together. So. Um, yeah, the, uh, so explain that real quick too, because when you say all from scratch, um, this is, uh, I think this is a misnomer. A lot of people understand when you have these fancy new projects coming out. Right. They all say that, right? <laughs> yeah. So give a little insight into that. Okay. So when most projects say, oh, we built this, what they really mean is we found somebody else who built this, copied it, pasted it, changed some names and a few other things and said, we built it. No. What I'm yeah. saying is my development team opened notepad and wrote code <laughs> and all of that from scratch for everything. And that's why my developers love me so much. Cause I'm like, can you do this? They're like, of course I can, but that means not having used any of these libraries that are existing now, writing my own libraries so that I can then write the things that you want me to make. Like, so you can do it then. Yes, but it's going to take some time. <laughs> and yeah. that's why it's, you know, five years now that we've been doing this. So, yeah. And I mean, that's a, I mean, the power of open source obviously is that you have the ability to fork other code bases, but in doing that, you're also, you can be kind of setting yourself up for failure because you're trusting in other developers and also who knows about backend hacks and, and all we sorts already know of how all these projects have worked out, right? Like, or we can see years of development in each each new project and their ideas and and some of them have worked out okay and some of them but still we thought that there were fundamental things that needed to be changed so in order yeah. to to change those fundamental things the only thing we could do was fundamentally start everything again 
And so yeah. that's what I, it, it took me years into uh, burst before I realized, okay, the burst platform is not going to work. Uh, it was based off of another code base called next mm-hmm. and the, NXT. Just the Java, the Java code for NXT, any Java developer who's worked on NXT will tell you the same exact thing. It's a mess. It, it's yeah. functional, but it's hard to work on. And it would take a lot more effort for my team to uh, start with that than it would be to start with something that like Cora that was had a much better uh, fundamentally uh, laid out code base. There was a lot missing and a lot of stuff that we wanted to have changed. But of course, when we gutted it and recoded all the parts that were missing, um, that's what we're going to come out with and show you in a month. We can at least see the base network. <laughs> wow. So what... Um... You know, it sounds like that this is, you know, what, what I love about this project is that it really has the spirit of originally what Bitcoin was all about in that yep. you have kind of this renegade team of underground developers yeah. um, all over the Nobody world. Nobody even knows who we are because we literally have not been saying a word. We have a, a, the following uh, of the people that originally when I said I'm taking over this project. It's going to be years in development before it gets anywhere ready to launch. You people who are still listening to me, if you believe what I'm saying, those are the people that we have now following us, which is about a couple hundred, couple hundred people. Yeah. And do you feel like we're still in a place in this? Uh, because with the rise of the corporatization of the blockchain industry and uh crypto um we've kind of bec- we've kind of gotten to a place where these people are pumping millions of dollars into marketing uh millions of dollars i mean we saw what happened with eos where they're thinking about that right recently sorry not one didn't mean to cut you off but yeah. I, i've been doing a lot of thinking about that whole thing i'm like okay so i get the idea of putting money into marketing i get it but i don't like marketing very much i don't like their they have angles right they're mm-hmm. trying to they're trying to get at people in in certain ways. I don't like that. I I don't really I don't agree with a lot of their practices. I guess you could say. So I think with a project that has true merit, all it's going to take is for me to put it out there and show the right people, and they'll just kind of show other people, and it'll you know grow that way. And I, I'm I'm a fan of that as opposed sure. to doing big you know the network going up and standing uh, you know i will do uh, maybe a few chats uh, with certain people on stages but i'm not like trying to go out there wearing a suit and you know any of that like i'm not (laughs) gonna be you know oh look at me i'm joey it's my ferrari like let's talk about cordial no like (laughs) those guys on the youtube videos just you know they start to get on my nerves so i don't want to be that guy (laughs) Well, yeah, and I could never see me that guy. And in a way, this could be an alternative form of marketing where it's like we're the, you know, we are a legit project. We we're not going to be, you know, we are we are a true crypto project with underground developers, and kind of go the old school, you know, way of on the word of mouth on the forums, getting the the hardcore miners into it. And um, by all means, if you have a coder that wants to vet any aspect of this, please do. If you find any bugs, let us know. <laughs> exactly. Full transparency, right? Like yes. that's one thing that we've lost with 
with, and I think a lot, it's left a bad taste in a lot of like the core original crypto heads is that now with the whole corporatization of the industry is that we've lost that transparency. It's a lot, yeah, it's a lot of sheen and kind of gloss, but when you dig into the actual code, it's kind of like, whoa, there's not much here. Um, marketing kind of has taken over um, right. the actual substance. And um, another thing too is they'll take uh, the, the core that could be decentralized and all the stuff that they're saying is true, but then they put it into a centralized server and make it a service that people have to access and with logins and whatever, that takes away the decentralization. That, yeah. Yeah, you're that's putting, one of the putting it on a server again. That's that's yeah. that's owned by a company. That's that's anti what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what you see on like most of these projects is that they might have a core um, a da data layer and um, blockchain layer, you know, that is uh, working on more traditional proof of work, proof of stake, and then you access it on the on Apple uh, iStore. Or Apple App Store or in a Google Play. You have to Play. access it via a thing and that gets to a server that they own. Yep. It's like, okay, but I have to agree to some licensing agreement. Like, what is this? Is this fucking Microsoft? <laughs> no. Like, we're, we're going to go like this and say, if you can't do everything yourself without needing anybody, as in, there's no, forgot your password? Click here. No. If you forget your password, you're screwed because <laughs> this is all in your own hands, right? Like this is you, um, you have control of every aspect of it. Yeah. And we talk about this a lot when regards to medical freedom. And this is something that people have been such, they've been raised in this nanny state where they will freak out if they can't do a password retrieval. So, right. um, you know, one thing that, you know, and there's ways that we can, you can create, mechanisms to help people so right. you know in of other course words, there are multiple ways to back things up and like correct. make it easy to re-access data that you have had before but it's not the same as a centralized entity controlling that information and giving it back to you yeah and the insipid thing right now in the industry is we can see we know the technocrats the big the big uh uh Tech, techn, uh, technological companies like the Facebooks, the Googles, who were, if you really dive into, um, you can see the connections to the CIA. To, I mean, to the there's a state. lot of good stuff that um, they do at the same time. Yeah, cool. But there's a lot of other stuff going on that it's like, really, guys? And like, come on. Well, yeah, that's what my point was, is if you actually know the real history of a lot of these companies, that they have direct ties to um, dark projects, deep state, whatever you want to call it. And they are put in place because they, the, the, the controllers, the predator class, the stuff, the people we talk about a lot on the show, they understand that there needs, there's a control grid in place that they are control freaks. And in order to control the lives of the plebeians, the, 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 you know, the, the populace, um, this is, this is what they envision. This is the future they envision. And the, the way to counter that, is by bringing sovereignty back to individuals so that individual human beings can be in control of their life. And we, there's no stopping the technological progress that we are facing in terms of um, our society, unless we have some huge natural disaster or something. Um, unless you know, all of the power and ways of communicating are all cut off at once, I think we're good. <laughs> 
Exactly. So we kind of are at a cross, we're kind of at a, a, a you know, a point in our, in our society where it's like, are we going to go down towards, um, you know, 1984 Blade Runner world run by mass corporations that have centralized everything? Or are we going to head more towards what I call kind of like Star Trek world or something yeah. where it's a more benevolent society where everybody's free? We have we do have things like AI and stuff, but it's all dis- there's a uh, governance distributed. Of course, there's governance, but that's governance by the people for the people, right? Exactly. Yes, and that's another thing that's in Cordal uh, by default is the voting system, which uh, initially will be based on the levels of the minters. Uh, so the people who level up and, and prove themselves and continue to prove themselves to the network uh, will have more influence uh, as far as voting goes. So it doesn't have anything to do with, hi, I have this many coins over here and my vote counts more because I have more coins, which goes back to the whole thing. Uh, the rich get richer. Uh, the rich are the ones who can make all decisions. No, that's not how it works. You continue to prove yourself as, as a contributing member of the society and your vote continues to count more and more. And that so you've kind of integrated uh, a DAO or, you know, a decentralized autonomous organization concept yes. right into the chain as well. Yes. Uh, like there's so many aspects of this that I can't get into every detail of everything right now. Obviously we've been doing this for five years and we like, if you think I talk fast about tech stuff, like there's some guys over here that make me sound stupid. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot to this, right? Like, obviously, this is like what I, I, I can think of it as basically the infrastructure for not just the internet, but it's like, uh, it's going to be what runs the base level of networking between all different aspects of your life, digital life. Wow, that's a that's a, a pretty lofty goal. <laughs> I know, right? Um, no, and we're, we're shooting low. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, well, think about with Bitcoin. I mean, it's um, it was an open source uh, code put out there by this mysterious figure. Um, there was no corporation behind it. This is what I was originally saying. Why you know why Bitcoin is so much values because it was not created. There's no CEO. I mean, you sure you have people claiming to be right. No, I'm Satoshi, you know, man. That's Satoshi, what I come on the show to really tell you. Yeah, and they have the Bitcoin, you know, dot org or dot com, and and that, and there's there's supposedly like the the core Bitcoin developers, but in the end, it's just all about consensus and all about who decides what Bitcoin is, and um, that is the that to me is what the future is. The future is not um, the future is an open source future. Um, it's not um, about for me. I, I'm a I'm very much opposed to patents. And the idea of patents, copyrights, patents, they're all ideas of the past. Yes. So I think we both see the future being a place where we have autonomous um, control of our lives via these, these these decentralized mechanisms that are using distributed networks that are using um, these decentralized autonomous organizations. So there is voting, there's democracy, Yes. but it's not right now. We don't have democracy in the world. We have plutocracy. We have oligarchy. We have technocracy. And, and, our, and the only way I could think of to, to, to do this like totally fairly was to do it based on contribution, right? You want to, you want to you, you prove yourself, do it. Okay. You've proved yourself a little bit. Okay. Your vote counts a little bit. Keep proving yourself. Your vote's going to count more. And how could we build that into a digital thing that actually works? And that's what we've come up with. 
So explain the, the proving yourself. It sounds like it's a, like you putting the time in. So initially it'll be, okay. So there's multiple uh, account types too, right? Minters are what I'm focusing on first because the minters are what's going to the form the foundation layer of all of this, right? Because the minters are what process the, the, the chain and keep everything moving. So the minters are all full nodes. If you were familiar with the concept of full node, uh, most of those don't exist in Bitcoin anymore. So that's another thing where, okay, Bitcoin could be decentralized, but how many people actually run a full node? Do you know yeah, anyone who well, actually has a full node? I like mean, a fully synced copy of the Bitcoin blockchain. Miners. I mean, uh, no, no, I'm a huge miner. I have no copy of the Bitcoin blockchain. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm a huge miner. I have, uh, what, close to half a million dollars in mining hardware. And I do not have a synced copy of the blockchain. How is that? Because you don't need one anymore. Because all these centralized services and shit, they manage it for you, right? So how many full nodes are actually running Bitcoin? And who runs those full nodes is another question. And that's another thing where this system should keep everyone being a full node. As many people as possible, anyway. So... I know one of the issues with the full node concept with the, and with blockchain in general, and I know that's why a lot of these companies are coming up with different types of um, scalable solutions, is that the blockchain, obviously, as you stack blocks, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So running yeah. a full node on a 10-year-long legacy system like Bitcoin, they say, you know, it's like gigabytes. So I don't know how big the chain is now. It's, um, it's about 80, 80. I think 89, I can't remember. Last time I synced it, actually, it was like 125 gigabytes, I think. It grows daily, obviously. So, uh, it's yeah, but that's the thing, too, is you can trim the chain so that a full node, in the the terms of what we are considering a full node in this aspect of court, is um, it doesn't have to have that much data, really. Because even the data that's going to be stored on the chain is going to be hashed to store on the blockchain. So the actual data will be on data nodes that are separate things, and that's another account type. So that's another way you can prove yourself to the network eventually. So, yeah. Interesting. So, but going back to my question, just, just on the transaction level, on a transaction blockchain over, let's say, Quartal's 10 years in, it, um, I mean, I guess that is kind of an issue. Um, of course, it they isn't, say- It isn't anymore. I mean, for us now, uh, blockchain trimming, basically is all you, okay. do. you don't have to store the whole chain from the very beginning right who, who needs to go back that far if you need to go back that far there's backups of that that you can access that are also decentralized and stored on the network right? oh got it okay. do you know what i mean like if this is making any sense to anybody <laughs> yeah it, it, i can get into all the tech details if you'd actually like but not right now Interesting. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, you're, why go back to uh, 2011 Bitcoin for, I mean, I guess if you had a transaction back then. If you had a, if you had a transaction that you lost or something, but that's going to be like a very rare circumstance where you need to go back further than a couple months at max, right? Like who needs to go like, oh, six years ago, I need to check a transaction. Like why do you need to have all that information uh, on hand right now? You don't necessarily need it. In our system, data super nodes will come into play uh, a little bit later on once we get into the more hosting aspect of it. Um, Once we get the network going, then we'll focus on the hosting and that's where the data super nodes will then keep a full copy of the blockchain and they'll get paid extra for doing that, right? Got it. 
the, 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 the full nodes, the normal full nodes of people, everybody, they can keep just this new portion of the chain and still be a full node. While the data for the actual, if you want to go all the way to, back to whoever, that's stored on a data super node that gets paid extra for being that data super node and being like the archive guy, right? Interesting. And so that's still distributed, still decentralized. Yeah. It's not like it's a company holding right. those nodes. No. It's uh, anybody can it anybody be. can do that. Yeah. Sure, it could be, but the, the idea is that it could be anybody it can Absolutely. opt in to do and that. It should be, yes. And if you do that and you say, hey, I would like to be a data super node. I've got, like for me, for instance, like if you can see just a stack of hard drives sitting on top of this computer that I have right here could store a blockchain for 100 years probably longer right so i'll be like sure i'll be a data super node i got 500 terabytes sitting in the garage right so uh, you know those types of people uh could totally be data super nodes in the network and they could be another way to contribute to get a level in the system and get a vote that counts more and so forth so it's all going to come into play right I think so. Yeah. Um, very cool, man. That, that explains a lot. And I didn't know about the Bitcoin full node thing. Um, right. I, you know, so that's nobody really, really thinks that far into it unless you're a developer and you're like have to, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the concerning thing for me right now in the ecosystem is the, are the centralized exchanges. So okay. in order to really access Bitcoin these days, you got to go to like Coinbase or which is a centralized uh, entity, which is centralized entity, which has con direct connections to the Fed and to SEC. I mean, they literally have board members. And, and on in many there. ways, it's good, sure, because like for me, uh, running a company that deals a lot with Bitcoin, sure, it makes it my life a lot easier because I can just hand those books over to my to my book guy and say, okay, here you go, do my taxes, right? That's cool and all, but you should be able to opt in if you want that. It should be like an added service for those people to get that information and handle that for you if that's what you want but that's not what they're doing uh you have to sign up you have to agree to all their things it's a centralized thing again so that's where it's, it goes back into being bastardized again from what it was supposed to be yeah so th the the issue with me too with the centralized exchanges is that uh, you know a lot of times the way the liquidity works and the way that the um, the actual trading works is that you're going through they're they're kind of the fiduciary um, they're everything old, they're everything. So yeah. the scary thing there because I've lost what twelve Bitcoin I think in various centralized exchanges going under most recently Cryptopia, which I don't know if they've come back or not, but um, uh, half a Bitcoin there still. Of my, wow. Yeah. Well, I I definitely have made some some for pause uh, with the Bitcoin, uh, like I won't even get into bit petite, but there's some big scams out there. Back in the yeah, man. And, and so the, it just Bitcoin. goes back to the whole thing. If, if it Bitcoin were the way it was supposed to be, we wouldn't have these centralized things to where this exchange goes under and people lose millions of dollars. That should not be able to happen in a decentralized system at all. Yeah. And that's where they've lost the decentralized nature of Bitcoin. Like, sure. If you and I have a full node and we want to send something to each other, cool. But we don't, and we never send Bitcoin that way. So yep. even we're not even me personally. I don't use Bitcoin decentralized. Nobody really does. That's the problem. And then, and now they're they're coming out with Lightning Network, which is the big supposed innovation. And that's fine, and that's great. We're using that tech. We're going to yep. be using that tech totally.
but that's just a fundamental layer of something that's already got problems because you've got centralization involved already. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I was trying to get at too with the, with the exchanges is that because they are the middlemen, they are, can also, we are trusting, and this is the whole issue. I mean, originally Bitcoin was the idea was it was a trustless system, right? Yeah. Now we have trust involved and we're trusting that they are acting appropriately so that they're not yeah, yeah. manipulating instance, the market. Everybody's heard of Tether, right? Of course. Uh, USDT. Uh, magically print more of them, just like the Fed, right? And in artificially inflate the price of Bitcoin. And what we see at the end of 2018 is what a lot of people believe. It came a lot from the Tether uh, which is owned by, which was created by Bitfinex, which is one of the largest right? ex centralized exchanges in the world. And the Tether idea, just so, for those that don't know, real quick, the Tether idea was to create what they call a stable coin, where they tether the the, the value, <clears throat> excuse me, of Bitcoin to the U.S. dollar, right? Yep. Uh, so that when the market is dumping, when Bitcoin is dumping to the dollar, you can jump into Tether, so that you're um, staying with the U.S. dollar. The problem with Tether, though, is that the actual token um, or it's coin supposed to be back is, to one to one. It's supposed to be back to one to one, but well, we have two. We have that. we have a number of problems with that. One, the dollar is uh, is the most manipulated currency in the world. They just print at will. We're we're right. we're so looking we're at print it at will too. Then back one to one. Yeah. Win. Like no. It, exactly. So <laughs> it's a totally antithesis of what the, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto envisioned. Exactly. And so. This is actually a good segue in a couple things here for court. Um, yeah. One, we with court one of the big, big one of the big builds into it, which is super important for uh, sovereignty, is the decentralized exchange that yes, this is going to be functioning. This was on the it. main focus initially. Like this is why it's called Cordal because it was built around the idea of being a trade portal. But obviously, it became a lot more than that. Um, but that was the original concept, and that's what I. That's why it's called Cordal because I decided I wanted to focus it only on being the trade portal. Then I wanted to make a clone of it that did the rest of the stuff. But then the developers like, listen, man, how about we just make it all get done in Cordal? I'm like, okay, that could work. I like it hadn't really occurred to me because there's so much extra that thought and stuff that was involved in in adding all these other uh aspects to it i was like oh man so the trade portal was supposed to be its only focus um and now it is not anymore but it's still obviously a huge part and it it could be like a massive thing for these other guys doing these hypey type launches right because uh you have the ability to trade like you were on a centralized exchange but without any centralization so yeah. instead of having them control the ledger and uh, the the whole database behind the whole thing, there's none of that. If I want to put an order on a book, the books are decentralized. I say, I'm here. I want to buy this or I want to sell this. You say, oh, I like that idea. I'll sell this or buy this from you. And then the trade happens directly between us. No central uh, control between it at all. And the idea too is that you'll have other assets on there that you can trade in between just like um, you can on these centralized exchanges. So if you wanted to trade like ETH or something else, right? Eventually, or 
uh, Ethereum is going to be a little bit more work because, uh, okay, so the concept of this, right, is that in order to do this, we have to natively support Bitcoin. So we had to write the functionality to support Bitcoin in Cordal. So literally, if you store Bitcoin in Cordal, it's the same thing as if you had a Bitcoin core wallet and stored it in that. And without getting too technical, that means <laughs> that you had to get pretty nifty with the coding because the code base on Bitcoin uh, with C++ or whatever yes. um, is different. So we had from to Java. write a Java version. Yeah, we had to write a Java version of the Bitcoin core and make that work inside of the system so that it natively supports Bitcoin first. Then, thanks to the Siam developers, which I can post links for all this stuff later when we go over this, I'm sure. Um, they developed what's called atomic cross-chain transfers, which people now call atomic swaps, and it's been bastardized a little bit, but these guys were the first ones to ever come up with it, and I can have proof of all of that too. Um, and we used their tech to actually build this to make it happen. So let's let's get into the atomic uh, cross-chain uh, transfer, or as you said, the atomic swap, because we had projects coming out, God, a couple of years ago saying they were doing this already. I think like Komodo might have been one. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so Komodo, that's funny that you mentioned that. But yeah. I wanted to give a little bit of background in this because I think there's a lot of confusion because there's supposedly a lot of decentralized, you know, they call DEXs, right? Right. Uh, decentralized exchanges out there. Um, but we're finding that many of those aren't truly decentralized. For instance, CryptoBridge, right? They're like the main decentralized exchange. On the surface, sure. Looks like it could be a decentralized exchange. When you connect to their UI, it says syncing nodes. Da, 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 da. So it looks, sure, it looks like I'm connecting to a network of nodes. Cool, right on. But they don't natively support the coins that they hold. So in order to get into their system, you have to deposit. And when you deposit, you're losing control of those coins. So you don't want to have to do that at all in a decentralized system. You never want to relinquish control of your private keys, of your uh, control of your coins, right? Yeah. yeah. So in the way that the uh, atomic cross-chain transfer works is that literally you are, you're transferring across the, the blockchains. Yes, all right? literally. Literally, directly from one chain to another. The technology behind it is insane, and I can barely wrap my head around it myself, so I'm not even going to try to get into it. But it used to take multiple stages just to execute that transaction. That's another thing we did in court is we automated that process. Um, so it's, it used to be like, initiate the transfer, accept. Okay, accept again. Okay, transfer. Okay, it's transferred now. But you can't do that if you want people to trade like they would in a, in a centralized exchange. Do you want to be able to go place order, execute, and it just happens, right? We don't want to have to go place order. Okay, person accepts. Would you like to accept their acceptance? Yes. Okay. It's too much work, right? So there's a lot of stages that are involved that people don't even realize in a truly cross-chain transfer that takes place that makes these so-called decentralized exchanges uh, obvious that they're not decentralized exchanges because uh, for one, you're depositing coins. For two, uh, they're not explaining how any of this is actually taking place. And it, it, yeah, so yeah, most of these decentralized exchanges are not decentralized. There are a few that are, um, and those are the ones that actually require you to fork something on uh, a, a 
a GitHub repo somewhere and add that into the base functionality of the coin before it can actually be supported in the exchange. So, yeah. So the idea with Court is that you guys are doing that, but you're providing the UI and you're providing yes. the experience so that a normal and everyday not, user not, that's not a coder can, can do this. And we are not providing it. Um, Court is providing it, right? Um, we are the ones who are currently developing the project. Uh, we are not uh, ownership of it. You guys are. Whoever wants to help, whoever owns a node, you guys are full owners of your own node, right? Um, all of the software involved in the exchange is all in your own hands. It's all open source, um, and all of the stuff that's taking place is all within your control. And so, that's the that's the mentality we need to start really because I still find myself getting locked into the old school way, like you own it or that. That's really the mentality that we need to really start uh, getting into. Is that with the open source nature of things? Is that really no? Everybody owns it. We all own it. We right. take responsibility. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm like, we are not. That's why I've been even even in the in the documentation I've been writing. I'm saying we, the current development team of the Quartal project. Yeah, we're not saying like, yo, we're the men. Like we did this shit, right? We will get credit for that with the F that our account will have in the system denoting a founder. That's about okay. it. Okay. Um, and we'll get into that in just a second, but this is a good, this is something that I've been, I always stress with, with uh, this, with crypto projects, blockchain projects, if they're truly decentralized, they're truly open source, it's all about community and building the community because the community is the one that decides the future, right? If, and it sounds like what's brilliant about this project is you've already built in the, the leveling the system, consensus. the voting system, the consensus. So it's up to anybody who wants to join in. And it, it sounds like you really want to get it on the ground level too so you can start course, minting early. That's always better. But there's the, the beauty of the leveling system too is that it doesn't really matter in the end whether you got there first or not. Because yeah. if you put in enough effort anybody can get to the same level eventually as anybody else, right? It's just based Brilliant. on how much effort you want to put into it and that's how quickly you'll get to the end result. But everybody gets to the end result eventually, right? Interesting. So this is really like an egalitarian concept for an economy too. Yeah. And that, you you know, you it's, it's not handouts. It's not socialism. It's not, no. hey, just show up and here you go which a yeah. lot of coins do. They're, oh, yeah, airdrops. Um, hey, free coins, airdrops. Yeah. Totally, man. Like, exactly. You got to put the work in because <laughs> in order, the, the putting the work in is understand. what supports the network. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You got to understand what you're doing first. Then you got to say, okay, I want to be this in the network. The network has to acknowledge you. You have to prove yourself for a while before you can even become that. Then you become it. Then you level up, right? So it's, it's all over time. You have to prove yourself over time, and you know it's that's, that's it's really a reflection of how the world should work. Right. You know, it's like take responsibility for your life, um, figure out what you want to do that you're passionate about, and then go to work. We did a whole podcast about the science of getting rich, which was that was all about, which right. was literally you can create your. There's no reason anybody in the world. I know this is such a. What's crazy is this is it's idealistic. Well, it's idealistic, but it's such a. Um, a radical thought this day and age because mm -hmm. mankind has been so conditioned into to, into thinking that they need someone to help them. Go get a, a job. 
Like, <laughs> well, not even just get a job, but that there's a, that there's systems in place that are here to help you. Right. right? Yeah. Like you have no, to go. Don't to worry. Help. We'll hold your hand the way through. Yeah. Yeah. And what I always loved about the crypto scene is like dudes like you and other, you know, other guys that I met and other girls that I met, it's, it's a, it's a much more, um, idealistic. Yes. But also it's a <laughs> pull your bootstraps up mentality. It's like, I'm going to control my own future. Um, I'm going to learn how to code. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to learn how to code. I'm going to learn this stuff and I'm going to take you know, my life in my own hands, which was like the I mean, original. In 2013, I knew nothing about any of this. None, nothing. Like, I'm not a developer myself. I wasn't. I mean, I guess I can call myself a developer now, but I'm more still a facilitator. Like, I understand the code now at a way deeper level than I ever thought I could before. Um, but, you know, for now, uh, I'm a, I come up with the concepts and I understand the code deep enough now to, to tell these guys whether the shit's going to work or not and then see if I can make my developers actually build it. But I didn't yep. understand any of this stuff. Uh, I have no idea what uh, – crypt, even cryptography, I had no idea what that was. Not, nothing. And so I just dug in, learned as much as I could, and tried to find the right people, started putting together uh, like-minded people, and it's where we got to today. So how did you guys, uh, so is everyone just kind of working for free or well, how does that work without a, you know, a seat, you know, cause you, you hear about a lot of like for, uh, obviously this is the famous one is EOS. They somehow raised $4 billion to create what they've put out, which many people call vaporware. And I don't want to mm -hmm. talk down on any projects, but this is an obvious one. This is one that's so blatant. Um, as far as, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like using the word scam, but I mean, $4 billion for a blockchain They manipulated project. to get that money to begin with. What's that? Like they manipulated the, the Ethereum chain to get that money to begin with. And then they controlled enough of it to where they can manipulate those prices. So it's like, how much did you actually raise? It's, it's frightening to think. And you know, the SEC just, uh, penalized them, I think 30 million, which is like uh, a drop in the bucket considering that notion and it's like kind of who's really you know you look at the actors in there and some of the stuff that's you know that there's the, a couple there's a couple weird folks in there and you wonder if they've got ties to the deep state to who knows what it could be a massive honey trap um it's uh it's frightening so but but harking back to my question it's like how did you guys pull this off uh, Hell fun, oh man! <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, uh, it was just finding the people who agreed with the core ideals that I had, and going from there, and just running across other people along the way, uh, getting involved in these other projects, and figuring out what I liked there and there, and just getting really involved in it, man. That's all it really was. Uh, getting really involved in it, and and then figuring out like what's really going on here. And then coming to finally finding the people that agree and they're hard to find and then trying to find the people that can actually do this work. That took me a long time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, it's wild that you've got projects that are raising hundreds of millions of dollars and are and basically they're, just they're, Ethereum clones. Right. And they're, they're, they're nothing. They literally have nothing. They have a white paper. I could sit down and write a white paper and give me two hours. I'll write a white paper for you. Like that's all they have. And they're raising millions of dollars. They have a paper. Yeah. So I guess, I guess what I'm trying to get down to is like, 
you know, this is a revolutionary technology that's being put out. And it's really just a matter. It sounds like to me, it was the main cost was time, time and effort, of course, which is the most valuable. I have, uh, you know, I've been mining for so long. I've, I've I've, um, accrued a whole crap load of mining gear from various investors that I've had and so forth. And I've spent at least a couple hundred thousand dollars of my own money trying to pay people to, to do these things because obviously I wanted them to focus their time on this. They can't just go like, okay, I'll do it for free. So like, yeah, I paid a lot of people out of pocket to get this done, to get it started. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of what I was trying to get at. So it is interesting though. It's like basically me. I'm the, I'm the one who's who funded most of it. Yeah. Wow. So um, in that sense, I guess a couple things. Well, one, it's, it's kind of a cool idea that the Bitcoin mining that which you've been doing right. for a long time has helped fund this. So it's kind of like the original uh, the, the project that started it all. It could be, you know, in a way funding the project, the next project to really take us to the next level. Hopefully. Right. And the second you talked about the founding, the founders accounts. Um, right, right, I assume right, you built right. in so a little, little bit of, um, capital, uh, you know, uh, yeah, okay. So, so the way that this, well, the way I looked at it and say, okay, obviously there've been people that have put a lot into this myself and a, and a handful of others. Uh, I think we're limiting the number to 25 total that will exist ever, uh, founders, right? These people are the people who have put serious effort into making sure that this could start, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those people, including myself and the, the developers and anybody else who has contributed in a, in a substantial way to the project will get a founder account. Um, and they are only going to be uh, valuable, I guess you could say, in the beginning, um, while the founders are going to be the people who are um, the verified trusted basically started trusted members that are necessary to avoid things like gaming. Uh, like if bad actors were to come into play right in the beginning and try to level up and, and, you know, try to F the system from the start. So the founders can be those ones who say, no, you can't F the system from the start. And then once it gets is to a point where uh, the founders are no longer necessary to say that the system then says it by itself because there's enough people to uh, allow that to happen. Um, the founders are no longer necessary and the founders no longer get any sort of extra rewards. So the founders in the beginning, yes, they will get uh, a little bit of extra reward, but basically it's like, thanks for all the shit you've done. (laughs) And so they will get uh, 25% of the um, block reward for um, it's, it's a mathematical uh, thing to figure out exactly how long, but it's in blocks and Mm -hmm. um, it'll be built into consensus. So. Okay. Yeah, that, that seems reasonable given all the sacrifice put forward yeah, put for so this. Stress and it was a nightmare to make all the, and I don't even know how the hell I made some of it happen at the end. Like I just magically got these two people to talk somehow and I have no idea how that even happened. And they made this and it was amazing and it contributed to this. And it was just like years of this, man. I'm so excited I can finally talk about this because before I just kept my mouth shut because yeah. until it was all built. I couldn't tell you exactly how everything was going to work. And I still can't tell you that with a lot of aspects of it because they're not built yet. Uh, The ones that are is the minting. And that's why we're talking about that. Uh, The leveling system involving that um, and the things that can get the network started. So, so let's go into plan here, plan of action, plan of release and everything. I know you have some hardware that yeah, um, I didn't even get into that part yet. <laughs> yeah, the hardware is really exciting. It's one of the more exciting aspects of it. 
Um, one thing I will say, going back to marketing, and um, this is something I'm a big proponent of um, when it comes to distributed systems, especially with my um, theories about um, the technocracy um, doing everything they can to, in to infiltrate and stop any kind of revolutionary uh, systems is that the slow growth uh, underground methods is seems something that makes a lot of sense so that by the time it's it so really big, yes it's exactly. so yeah by the time it really hits under their radar it's um too big to stop. it's too big to stop so obviously being on a little show like this is just enough to get the interest to the underground core we're not a huge show where you know we're not on on discovery channel or something so um doing this kind of strategy it's the same as what Alpha Vedic does. It's it, it's exactly how we're building out our co-op, and we're working with local farmers and love permaculture. Co-op, by the way, I love that idea. Yeah, so and that, all this plays perfectly into all that too, and living off grid and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, so our device. You want to talk about that now? Yes, let's talk Sorry. about the device. I know. <laughs> I know. As a hardware guy, a hardware networking guy, this is probably your. Yeah, this is, this is like so exciting for me. For me. Yeah, this was like me and a handful of other people who have like come up with this whole concept and put it together. So um, we are going to launch basically a device about this size. If you can see this little like router thing I got here in my hand. A device about this size with our uh, 3D printed case that if you're an artist, please contribute and make it look prettier. Um, but we have developed fully open source hardware yes that's correct everything on the chips and everything it's all open source so, so the idea is you could build it yourself you can build it yourself and please do if you want to if you're the type like me like fuck i don't need to buy that i can build it myself do it please because all you're going to end up doing is making the network stronger and what we want to do is make it so that i can go here plug this in at your house okay good you're a full node and at the same time your whole network is now more secure and you now have functionality on your network that you've never had before. And at the same time, now you have access to the internet of the future and you don't even have to know if you don't want. Wow. To. Yeah. Very so. cool. So, um, you on the uh, wiki wiki, which we'll drop in the, um, description of the we're video. And, um, yeah. actually, uh, I think you, uh, I know we're still adding to it. I'm going to drop it in the chat right here, just on D live. So people can see that as yeah. well. Um, but, uh, you mentioned that there's going to be a pre-sale of this, uh, I don't usually back the idea of a pre-sale because these guys have like just made it into something that it's not. But, um, so a pre-sale is usually like, Oh, we're selling coins, right? No, we're not going to do any sort of pre-sale in that regard. We are going to do a pre-sale because, uh, basically I don't have enough money to buy enough hardware to build these things for people. So the pre-sale will fund the hardware to get it going and uh, then be able to distribute it out to people. So, so it's the pre-sale for the hardware, not uh, yeah. like uh, some kind of ICO or something. For the hardware, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely want one of those. I don't know if you set a, set a price yet, but I'm definitely going to be sending you money for one of those because... Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you one of the initial prototypes, man. You, you can have like, oh, so like in a year from, to a couple years from now, you'll be like, this is the first prototype. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you one for sure. Awesome, man. Yeah, because I'm literally dealing with uh, internet issues as we speak. I don't know if I was hacked or what, but I've had a computer failure. I had a, I'm on a backup system today, so I'm getting yeah, a little. That was random. What you told me, I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's. I've been been more and more vocal on Twitter about this stuff, and ever it since. It does then, happen, man. Like it does happen. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Um, it could just be a weird hard drive issue or something, but my comp my desktop system completely failed on me this morning. It's all out of whack. Um, it's uh, been corrupted somehow. So I'm going to try to use a disk utility after this and see if hopefully it'll fix it. If you but, need uh, help uh, actually recovering data, I can I can like strip it down to the thing and have it, my guy do it if you need. Just awesome, man. Yeah, it's the data still on there. I think it's it's weird. I'm like able to find files and they're all there. It just the like the motherboard or something. It's just not working. So that, that does kind of lend itself to some weirdness sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, having, so having this router that would allow me to access. Um, so how does that work in, in terms of actually getting online? Does that um, still okay, go so for your ISP will, or? Yeah, it still will. Right. Um, initially. Right. Um, so you'll plug it in just like you would any other router. Um, so you'll replace your existing home router with this thing. And when you do that, you've simultaneously not only uh, provided access to all the court and all the things that it can do, um, also there are services that the router itself can do. Um, and there's a whole list of that. And I can, there's pictures of the prototypes and videos and stuff that we have in the, the wiki as well. Um, but yeah, it secures your entire network at the same time. Um, it, it makes it, uh, there's multiple new hacks that I'm not sure people are aware of that um, with any processor made before or after, sorry, um, 2009, there's vulnerabilities. Uh, and those vulnerabilities lead to somebody being able to take control of your system. This router will prevent that from being able to happen. Um, so it's got, uh, just to give a little list of stuff on here, which is pretty amazing. It's got the next cloud, which is a local storage, uh, secure store file storage system. It's got a VPN server or client gateway. Uh, it's got, uh, um, yeah, Tor. Tor. You guys are familiar with it's Tor. got Tor. It's got a torrent server. What my kids will love this. It's got a Minecraft server. Minecraft, yeah. It goes all the way down to just being a game server too. So no, like it does everything, man. It does everything. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, it's I seriously cool. want one myself. I can't wait until I can get the parts and build one of the prototypes here in my house. And then I'll do a video and show you all about it. Cause it's going to be exciting for me. Amazing. Um, I'm definitely on that. And so what's cool too is then boom, you're, um, once you run that for a bit, then uh, you go up a level and, and you can be one of the early adopters of court, start minting. So That's the idea. And then there's going to be, a, in the presale, there's going to be the option to be like a donator or whatever. And we're going to have packages together where if you want to be somebody like, hey, I want the router, but I also want to help you guys out. Um, you can contribute a little bit more and that will entitle you to skip the waiting period to become a mentor. So you'll be able to just be a mentor when you start, which is kind of a bonus, right? So if you want to be somebody, Hey, I want to help these guys out, help this project get developed. Uh, you know, give us, you know, quarter Bitcoin or something. We'll give you a router obviously and access to any other devices that we build in the future, which we've already got a bunch planned. Um, and also you'll be a mentor by default without having the waiting period, which is uh, a little over a month that you have to wait to become a mentor on the, on the system. That's part of the security of it. Um, so it, you can skip that and you can just start making rewards immediately with it. Mm. So. And so, um, as far as the coin dynamics go, are you guys, is this, is there a pre-mine or how, um, no, it's all from zero. Um, but since we are assimilating Cora into this because the people who followed Cora, obviously the ones who have the most interest in following and we're building the, the initial community and so forth. So I took those people that were following and decided, okay, 
what are we going to do with these coins that exist on Quora now? Because right now they're not on any exchanges. Um, there's no way to really trade it. Um, so it's dead, right? In crypto land, it's dead, but it's still a fully functioning badass blockchain, right? Because there's no centralized exchange to trade it, it's dead. Yeah. That's that's what we've gotten to now. Um, but yeah, so now uh, instead of um, being a dead project, it's going to be assimilated into Court. Um, so the people of Cora will be able to swap into in a slow swap, not like a direct swap, because there will no be uh, there will not be any Court uh, initially when the platform won't be enough liquidity. Yeah. Uh, it no, it'll it'll start at zero. Yeah. So the chain starts at zero. Good. There's no coins. It starts, you know, that, just, that just stays like within uh, the full decentralized nature of it. So there's right. no uh, original. That took a lot of thinking too, to yeah. figure out how we were going to do that. Like there's so many coins here. What are we going to do with all those? And I'm like, okay, we've got to just make it slowly transition into it. Sure. And yeah. And so the, um, the idea then once the court chain is launched and moving then and the trade portal um, the, so is the trade portal one of the, is also going to be active with the unlaunch? Um, no, uh, the trade okay. portal will be, uh, it, the functionality is already there. So we're just making the UI, uh, finalized. So the backend stuff uh, for the functionality is already there. So yeah, that will be there, but you have to be a developer to use it until we build it into the UI. Got it. And so originally then if let's say that I get this router and I want to host a website. Could uh, uh, if you were a developer, but we have to develop the features into the UI and figure out how we want to present that to the UI and so forth. Yeah. So that's like a whole other thing. Okay. So sounds like to me, um, we're kind of at the, with the ground level, it's getting the device, supporting the, getting network, the network going getting the network going. And then as that goes, and as you guys, um, you know, uh, get more um, uh, funding via donations, et cetera, you can pay for more UI. Anybody else in the community? It's not even who, really about paying for it. It's, it's more about just like figuring out how we want this all to be launched and doing it in a way that it makes sense. And it's, it's not going to confuse everybody because if we put, were to just say like, here's all the features and like throw it at everybody, they'll be like, what is going on? And yeah. so that's another thing we have to have the presentation where you go to this UI and you can figure it out. And that's totally. another thing where it took a lot of effort to figure that out, how we're going to do that. So. We well, and I was going to say though, because the nature of this project is if you're out there listening and you're a developer or you're a designer, UI, UX designer, get in touch. You can, um, there's a discord server. We'll drop the links here, but yep. you can go to, um, that's the whole idea. We want yeah. everybody to contribute if they can, if they want to, then please. That's how yeah. it all started. That's how we all have been doing it. I've literally been just making this happen. <laughs> yeah. And that's the beauty of a true decentralized system is that it's, it's up to every individual with what they want to put in is what they can get out yep. of it. Um, like we said, just like in your life. So, um, fantastic, man. Um, really exciting project. Um, can't wait to see it, um, come out into the real world. Um, I don't have a specific date for, uh, the, the launch yet, but we're saying within a month from now. Wow. Cool. So if you want to go to the site, um, you guys have a website up too. Uh, no, right now the wiki's the, the main thing. Uh, okay. org has just like, it's, it's some outdated information that's there right now. So just the wiki is the main thing right now to focus on. Cause this is, like I said, this is a homegrown project, right? So you've got to like, you know, come along with us and as things get developed, we'll let you know. 
and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's wiki, uh, W-I-K-I dot Cordal, which is Q-O-R-T-A-L dot org. You can go on there and get the current information. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Portal with a Q. And uh, there you can get uh, the current specs and stuff. Do you guys have ideas as far as like um, uh, blocks, uh, like, uh, you know, how fast the block times are? Uh, one minute um, block times. One minute block times, and is there a cap on transactions in a block, stuff like that? I mean, are you um, we're figuring out whether, because my original idea was to have no transactions and or uh, no transaction fees and no cap on the total amount of coins, which the developer and I have been going back and forth whether it's possible mm -hmm. um, within how the structure of the system works. But I think we've come up to the conclusion that it either is or it isn't at this point. So, but okay. uh, yeah. <clears throat> We're almost there with that, but uh, we, I want to do it with no transaction fees. We'll see if we can. I want to do it with no uh, cap to the total supply of coins. We'll see if we can. If not, we'll let you know in, in the wiki as I update the information. So to summarize, uh, Court is really focused on being the next generation of the internet where we have decentralized hosting of apps, websites, media, um, and through a, uh, a really democratic um, system on the blockchain where anybody can get involved um, with just a little bit of time and effort. It doesn't require a big ASIC mining platform like Bitcoin. It doesn't require a ton of money like other oh, proof-of-stake projects. It's just literally effort. You can jump into the dis their Discord, uh, the Quora Discord, and they need help. So if you're really passionate about changing the world through decentralized technologies, Please get a hold of, uh, of Crow, um, and um, you can. Uh, we'll have all the links in the description below, um, and uh, you can go to the, like I said, the wiki, uh, wiki.cordal.org, and really get involved there. And I know down the line, I'm sure knowing you, uh, Crow, you'll probably be building out like a forum besides yeah. just the Discord. Um, and that's all, that's all going to be built on Cordal itself, um, if I have anything to say about it uh, in the very near future. So yeah, it should be. <laughs> we, don't want, yeah, we don't want anything uh, that's, that's centralized at all. So for now, I do have the, the wiki is on a centralized server, but this stuff will all be transitioned to being hosted on Cordal itself, including the, that's the GitHub repo for the code. Wow. See, that's the, so this is, that really, really nails home uh, uh, the whole concept, right? Because right now, if you, uh, with open source projects, if the code is usually on GitHub, which is owned, by, owned what, by Microsoft. Microsoft now. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Which is insane. So for those that don't, aren't coders, the, the, the repo is where you actually have the code base saved. And it's where certain Everybody people with, with, with certain authority um, can go in and update it um, as it gets tweaked and bugs are fixed and stuff. And now Microsoft so, has that authority. No so Microsoft, what, who is Bill Gates, who we all love, Bill Gates Foundation, uh, vaccinating the world, um, uh, ha has control over some of the biggest uh, cryptocurrency projects in the world. All of them. So, so yeah. I mean, I know there's a couple other repos, alternative repos people use, but... GitHub's Get, the one. GitHub is the one, and that is frightening. So the ability to have a decentralized hosting, we see it right now with the censorship with, with all of these um, 
uh, like Twitter and Facebook, they're all on centralized servers. YouTube's the big one, right? That's why we're oh, on DLive yep. because yep. YouTube, they decide you get a strike and boom, you could and, have and 10 D-Live's, years. DLive's cool too because it, it does put the information on the chain, but there still is a centralized aspect. Oh, we know. We know all about that. Um, and their coin dynamics and stuff are super centralized. We're using it right now. You know, this is the thing. This is the, so this is the beauty, beautiful thing about Cordal is that because it's open source and if you have somebody who loves DLive and knows, we do know DLive is centralized and that it's, it's on they, and they, even their terms and conditions and all that you sign and everything. Yeah. So for now, imagine this, imagine if you had uh, some enterprising developers who are early Cordal adopters, they could, they could literally develop a DLive streaming platform on Cordal that is yes. completely decentralized. You're going to localhost on your own computer. Exactly. And that's the, that's the key between most things. If you, if you want to go to decentralized versus centralized, can you access it via going 127001 slash something? Yeah. If you can, it's decentralized. If you can't, it's not. Wow. Man, it's just the, the, the opportunity that, I mean, the, it's fractal in nature really of where this can go. Yeah. Um, that is so exciting. Imagine having a fully, a tr- there is no true decentralized streaming service or video repository. No. DTube, no, all these. There's no decentralized, like anything that, no. No. Everything is using some sort of either centralized server or Even company. Domain level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the domain level, that's a great segue there. So on the DNS and stuff. Uh, for now, uh, there is no DNS, but there's a naming registration system inside of Cordal, where if you want to have a domain on Cordal, uh, where you can go 127001 slash that's you, you register it in the system, it's on the blockchain. And will you have like a naming protocol yeah, too, where there. you can call it then something? Yes, it's there already. That was in Quora. That was something we kept from Cora. So that's something a lot of people don't understand too with the way the internet works right now is in order to have like, for us to have alphavedic.org, we have to go to a registrar. Registrar. Which is a third party company that essentially is, is acting as the middleman for the domain. Totally. They own them all. They own them. And they can sell them, which is bullshit because who are you to say that you can sell these? Yeah, and so you have the international, um, what are they called, that kind of rule, that do a lot of the, the ruling. I can, yes. The, and so it's all centralized. The internet right now, while it's, it's provided it's, so it's, much freedom, is so centralized and it's getting more and more centralized. And we're seeing it with the Google um, black hole of information. And the quantum um, computer now. Yeah, oh, quantum computing. So. This is something that's been, we've been talking on Telegram and Discord and something that, you know, there's talking about all the qubits and stuff that, um, that Google is perfecting with their D-Wave and uh, technology and stuff. Um, where do you see that going um, in regards to breaking, to cracking hashes and stuff? They'll be able to break the hashing algorithm of Bitcoin. Um, the, whether they're going to actually cause any issues with that is what I'm wondering. Hmm. So one thing I will say this, and I've been doing some research is that it's not as black and white because it is quantum computing. Um, it actually, it, it gets really complex. I don't want to get too technical. I'm not, we're not going in there yet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
it's not there. It's not even close to there yet. We've got some hype articles out saying in like 10 years. They, they, five they years. will have it. I think, I think it's two years. Um, I, I yeah. feel like, I feel like they're two years away. Well, we know, we know if they're saying publicly that they're at a certain place, probably they're 50 years in advance. <laughs> um, but uh, with the dark projects and stuff, but um, so what is, what steps are core is Cora taking to kind of counteract? I'm going to have to get the answer from the developer on that one. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a level I haven't even delved into yet. So but I know it's there. One thing that is powerful about having a leveling uh, decentralized autonomous organization concept is that you have trusted actors that can vote to upgrade the system. Yes. And so it's pliable. It's not where Bitcoin is kind of the original it's Bitcoin. It's, it's set in stone. Right. And so and the, the, the miners control the consensus there, but then that goes back to the centralization of the miners. So it's all goes back to the same things we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So the future, you know, just like anything um, where you have innovation, um, you know, things need to innovate. And if Bitcoin can't, other products will come in. We've seen with this first kind of spurt of crypto, um, a lot of projects trying, but we, we unfortunately, they've been centralized. So um, it's going to be a really fun ride to see what Court can do. The, the notion of having a completely decentralized web hosting and naming and domain system. And that's um, just like a tiny it, aspect of it too. <laughs> which is crazy. So yeah. reaching for the stars here, but why not? And we've done it. We've already done it. Yeah. I can confidently say that all the stuff we've talked about is already basically built, if not fully built already. Wow. So how, about how big is the team right now that's working on this? <laughs> um, well, if you consider all of the, the people that have contributed ideas and, and helped me figure form concepts and, and so forth, I'd say it's at least 20. But, See? Um, it, it grows, you know? Like, it just shows, though, it doesn't take – some of the greatest innovations in the world were done by a, a very few people. Yep. And um, it's, it's really inspiring to know that we still have that in this world where we have the, the, you know, the Teslas, the new Teslas and the new, um, uh, you know, uh, Royal Rifes and these people we talked about, the new Walter Russell's out here working on stuff. And um, Crow, I'd love to integrate you guys more with some of the really... Um, I'm excited about, yeah, just by some of the small thinkers. things you've mentioned, I'm really excited to get involved more with what you guys are doing. Yeah, because we're talking alternative energies that are mind blowing. We're talking about, about we're talking about a uh, whole different science that is a real science and how the universe works. Awesome. And putting this on the blockchain to secure it is going to be important. So using something like and port, the right blockchain, yeah, exactly. And that's something that a lot of people don't get is a lot of you hear a lot of show hosts and stuff say put it on the blockchain. Well, there's no the blockchain. Yeah, which you one? Gotta, <laughs> yeah, you got to put it on one that is has the proper uh, distributed distribution and consensus so yeah, we um, hope we've built that and if anybody thinks they've got some things to challenge us please challenge us we're always open to that that's that's i mean that's the brilliance of uh open source and community so it's it's open source everything you know it's that's the future we got nothing to hide then why try to hide things right exactly and we know it's because you have, and, and this actually goes in the face of capitalism and stuff. It's, 
you don't need, uh, and it goes back to our Science of Getting Rich podcast, the whole idea of competition. It's not competition. It's creating. It's creating together. Right. And we create together. We will all flourish together. Crypto is uh, giving us a mechanism to do that where we can all show our value and then have a representation of value in the currency. Um, so in this framework, for instance, let's say as a content developer, content provider for me, we, um, we start hosting our show on court, Cordal, on court, and we you know, have our own um, our videos on there. Um, we are streaming uh, stuff. Um, and we are at the same time also because we're, we're, we're supporting it. We're minting. So we're creating we're reaping rewards from we're, your own. We're reaping content. rewards. And in the same way, like D live works where you get these, their little coins, uh, you know, they call them, um, uh, Lino points, um, same way. Right. So I assume what, one other thing we didn't even talk about on this platform is you can create your own assets. Yes, absolutely. So and that's just another little side thing that the ERC twenty tokens and whatever. Yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, so we can create and alpha with native cross chain transfers with Bitcoin built Wild. in. Wild. So we could create the alpha coin or AV AV. You'd have point. native uh, trading with Bitcoin by default. Wow. So fantastic. Now the the project that we're working on on the side um, called Manifest X. We are trying to build a stable actual currency, so something you would use um, to um, actually, uh, in a much more stable way than Bitcoin, and uh, actually be able to uh, use as a day-to-day -day currency to purchase stuff, and you actually create that and, and through your experiences in the world. And, and the more I've been thinking about it is that uh, Cordal will, could provide the infrastructure. You guys may not even have to have your own chain. You could mm -hmm. run as a side chain to Cordal with your own consensus rules. Sure. Yeah, so because the only thing to think about, right? Yeah. The, the, the difference with, well, the one thing is we would probably need our own decentralized exchange because decentralized exchange is kind of the main mechanism um, for. Well, that's, that's built in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's lots of, well, without getting too off topic here, we're, we're, we're building a really exciting project called Manifest X and the idea is that we're, it's, uh, we're using the power of nothing. So, uh, to make nothing more powerful, uh, uh, tech says it better than I, but, yeah. um, uh, it's a really out there concept. I love but, out there concepts. But it is, it's a whole new way an economy can work and it's so egalitarian and it's really, um, a whole new way of thinking of how currency works. Um, so, and it's really, I do got to get going here, uh, yep. in the, in a short time. So yeah, yeah we've gone a lot, we've gone an hour and almost 45 minutes, so we can wrap it up. Um, so if you have, once again, if you have, uh, if you would like to know anything else about this current project, you can go to the wiki.cordal, which is portal with the Q.com. Um, org, do you have org, links? Org. Um, oh, dot org. Org. We, don't, we don't even like the dot com thing because Correct. it's commercial, right? We're not Correct. commercial. This is an um, Do you have the Discord link and stuff on there for Cora? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it should be there, uh, I believe, on the main page. Um, yeah, it's there at the bottom of the main page. of the. Cool. So you guys can jump into there um, and then uh, get involved. Uh, I know I've been following this for years and I, I, I can't wait to get the the router and start yeah. hosting on Cordal. I want to be one of the early adopters of that. Oh, you will um, be for sure. Um, well, fantastic, Crow. Uh, any parting words for the audience? No, man. Just uh, I'll, we'll we'll be saying a bunch more, I'm sure. But I, I hope everybody comes and at least 
give us a project a shot and check it out. Fantastic. Yeah, we're going to spread this far and wide, this video. Um, it'll be um, reposting on YouTube this afternoon at 5 p.m. And uh, it'll be on uh, iTunes as a podcast, Podbean, and where other, wherever you can find a podcast. Um, and we, uh, if you like this content, please follow us, Alpha Vedic. Uh, you can follow us. We're on Telegram. We really uh, enjoy Telegram. So you can find us on t.me forward slash Alpha Vedic. Uh, we also have our own Discord server. You can go to alphavedic.com, which will actually, we've converted to alphavedic.org. I just haven't done the, the forwarding and stuff. <laughs> but because we um, converted to a co-op and a more nonprofit structure, um, we, uh, we, it will be alphavedic.org in the near future. But currently, you can go to alphavedic.com and find all of our links there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc., um, please subscribe to us on YouTube or DLive so you can get notifications of uh, future videos like this. And um, Crow, thanks so much, man, for joining yeah. us today. Had a lot uh, of fun, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, we're honored to be the first, uh, you know, channel to um, announce this to the yeah, world. You guys, this is way before anybody else even knows that this is going on. I haven't even announced it on Bitcoin Talk or anything. So you guys are like literally inside scoop. Wow, that's amazing, man. Really appreciate it. As you know, we're, we're kind of underground too, and we're hardcore in, in what we talk about in terms of reality. And this is the, you know, the big thing I always say is opt out, man. It's like create your own communities. And one of the most important things for creating our own communities besides growing our own food and staying healthy is having our own means to communicate and our own currencies. And this is a huge step in the right direction. So thanks for joining me today, man. And uh, have a great day. Thanks, man.